It's 11.02, time for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from the Duke of Pipso studios below Soldiers Field, near Kaminsky Park. I'm Matt. I'm Martin. And now we gather together to celebrate the official start of the Crispip season. Happy Crispips, Martin. And also with you. Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to uh, do a haiku, um, but I thought I'd let you go first because of your haiku machine. You know, I feel like you've invested a lot in that, so maybe it's your turn to go first. Okay, great. Yeah, it took me a while to get her booted up this morning. Huh. I had to crank that thing a few times, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I think I do. Yeah. Um, so this haiku is called Canoe. Okay. Inclement Lagoon. A long, wet canoe, rainy, in spite of the jeans. Mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's deeper than than normal, but that's good. I just, you know, the machine's getting better. I think. Yeah. Well, it does it. Uh, yeah, it probably has AI. Yeah, that kid who's in the movie lives inside of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. The kind of the yeah. All right. Well, I have a haiku, and it goes like this. Critters and varmints. I'm a DuPage County boy. I'm Martin Miller. Huh. Yeah. How did you spell critters? C-R-I-T-T-E-R-S. Yeah. It's with a K, but still oh. pretty good. Oh, true, true. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, before we get started in our topic for today, um, we got some viewer mail. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, we not did. Sure if you, I'm not sure if you're going to like it. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read it. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, yeah, this is some viewer mail. Dear Matt and Martin, although it's really toward towards me he was writing to express profound disappointment this person because of my use of coarse language jarring and unfit for airing then he said i should have acted more like a white gentleman an older white gentleman which he thought i was but now he's not sure if i measure up but then he specifically says your flippant use of greek a known gutter language was bad enough but to then compound your sin by translating to English left me physically ill. I hope this person's okay. Do you think you were being helpful? No, you were being cruel. In short, stick to English and please keep it clean. So, you know, of course, I, I want to just reach out. You know, this I'm not going to use a, um, I'm going to use a, uh, you know, alias for this person, so that I don't want to make them any more uncomfortable. Uh, their name, they signed their name Lauren S., and that obviously is a girl's name. Right. Well, I was going to say Martha. So, okay. um, 
we'll just go back and erase that part. Um, and, you know, so when I was a kid, uh, my dad w was in a law firm with these two Greek guys. And so, um, you know, my parents would say, would use Greek slang around the house for some reason. And so finally one day I said it. And Man, I said, how many times did your dad have to eat gyros? Uh, prob pro not very much, probably. Like four times a week? No. Um, and <laughs> so I uh, just, you know, remember one time saying it, and then everybody laughed and was like, oh, Matt, Matt you know, you can't say that. And, and then I was like, oh, you know, why not? And then I found out later it, it means F U. And I don't know, it just kind of came out, you know. Careful, and, this is how we got into trouble in the first well, place. Well, you know, the real, let's, you know, Martin, you, to be honest, your sound engineering, you, did, you like sort of gave up on it, you know, uh, and you could have easily gone back and bleeped it or used that boing sound or whatever, or the tin whistle sound yeah. or whatever. Uh, good job taking responsibility. And you... Well, I, you won't give me the login. And anyway, just stop. You're So I'm not trying to blame you for anything. This person is you're, blaming you're trying me. To blame, yeah, I'm, you're trying to blame me for everything. I'm blaming... Like you always do. I'm blaming, you know, circumstances beyond my control, which is... Society. That's your nickname. We all know that, all right? It was on your christening gown. So listen... Mr. Martha, uh, I apologize to you for my, um, you know, profanity. All right, well, let's let's move on, okay? That went super well. So, Martin and I went on a trip to the Boundary Waters in 1995. I think um, I was 21. Maybe, yeah, I just turned 21, maybe. Yeah. Um, Martin was 17. Maybe, no, probably 17. No, I that's, think... that can't be right. No, because you were, you were an AC, weren't you? Yeah, but I turned 18 in the middle of July. Oh, yeah, you're always getting special treatment. Okay, yeah. so Christ. Martin and I and our friend Shorty went to the Boundary Waters. It was a seven-week canoeing trip. Uh, you... Seven days. Right. That's what I said. So on the script. Yeah. Read the script. So it takes, you know, it's pretty far north. It's on the border of Ontario and Minnesota. It's uh, one of the biggest places in uh, uh, biggest protected wilderness areas in North America um, or in the continental U.S., whatever. And uh, the important part. Right. And so we went up there with six kids who were, you know, like not that much older or younger than we were. Um, but at the time, of course, it felt like there was a big difference, but probably based on our behavior, there wasn't. But um, anyway, so you drive, you know, we left northern Wisconsin, which was already pretty far north. We went around Lake Superior to Duluth and straight up towards the border from there it's a long way it feels like you're way up there when you get up there 
Um, and you, it's not unusual to see moose and hear wolves howling and stuff like that. It's way up there. So we get up there, Martin. You take over. Yeah. Oh, um, so we get up there. And, you know, it's a pretty, you know, beautiful Northwoods style day. The sun's out. We get on our first lake. Then you canoe across the lake. You have to go to a portage, which is like a trail through the woods where you carry your canoe and gear to the next lake. Um, By the time, well, certainly when we made it to the next lake, I would say about halfway through the portage, give or take, it started raining. Clouds came in. And then we never saw the sun again the entire trip until we got to the last lake on the last day. And so not only was this considered a big trip, which it was, but we went through a new outfitter that year, as I recall. And this outfitter was like, you know, the one you go to when you really want to go deep into the boundary waters. Even going, you know, a couple of days deep into the boundary waters is you're way out in the wilderness you can easily drink out of the lakes and not get sick, which, you know, a lot of people think that that's true in places, but there's very few places you can actually do that. These guys sent us way back. I remember us getting in the van and just driving so far from that place, like it was a whole nother half a day of driving down dirt roads. They put us on you know, either an awesome trip or an extremely challenging trip. So I think I've been back there four other times. Yeah. Not totally sure, but I've never been to any of the lakes that we went on for that nope. trip. Nope. I've, I know where they are on the map, and they are so far <laughs> deep into the park. And we did cross into Canada, I remember, um, which takes quite a while when you're just in a canoe getting there Anyway, I remember um, one time we were so cold and wet that we had to stop and just start a fire. I, I, that was I, after the first portage, I believe. Yeah, okay, so that that sounds about right. So I was Martin. I just want to say that I have a couple vivid memories of you that I'll, I'll never forget, and one of them is one of these portages. They were just ridiculously long like miles long which you know is just very like intense we had aluminum canoes that weighed about 85 pounds we had all kinds of heavy gear because that's just how we did it back in the old days big can you know tin cans of everything heavy everything heavy i remember being up to my literally chest in water because it had rained, it was raining so much while we were there, carrying a canoe. And I remember hearing someone just scream the F word as loud, as loud as they could. And then this loud crashing sound like of an aluminum, very heavy aluminum boat being thrown against it? a tree. It was you. What? And I, and I remember being like, yes, yes, Martin. Yes, exactly. That is exactly the right response because I had done it and wanted to do it probably almost the entire time I had a canoe on my back. But anyway, 
Yeah, so um, probably my most vivid memory of you, Matt, uh, was it's it's all sort of runs together because it was either light or dark outside and raining all the time. That's pretty much what it was all the time. And as usual, I had to rescue the day by giving an inspirational pep talk <laughs> um, where I talked about Cal Ripken and what if he just gave up. And yeah, you were really on the precipice, Matt. Yeah. Of, I don't know what would have happened. Something bad. I remember I probably think- saved your life. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, you may have. I mean, I'll. I'll, I, I'll stipulate I I that. Yeah. Um, you, uh, I remember at one point us standing in the rain trying to smoke cigarettes and we, everything was just soaking. Everything was soaking wet. Every single thing. And I remember just these like bent, like crooked cigarettes that we were trying to smoke and like just rain pouring down on us. And I was like, this is what it was like to be in Vietnam. Like, other than the shooting and dying, like it, and it was still well. Actually, it might have been in Canada then, so it might have been a different country. Yeah, and it was just, it was just misery. We and it was like this. This will never end. Even if you're telling me it's going to end in two days, that might as well be two thousand days. So, yeah, I, I remember the very last night. So we camped out. I think on the lake that we were going to get picked up on. So it was real close. Yes. We got there not too late, good enough to get set up and stuff. Um, so what I did, I just immediately took off all my clothes and got my sleeping bag. Right. And didn't come out. I think you like brought in dinner and I'd... tried to like feed it to me. Like I was an elderly person. <laughs> right. And you were just, you would just scream like this, like you would scream these like nonsense like tirades and i think you really was because you were like ill with like hypothermia or something and were like delirious because there was a kid on the the trip i think i'm not gonna i'm almost gonna use an alias for him ace um who was just like a really nice blonde kid and you would you would scream at him sometimes just like trying to be funny and we would all laugh and then by the end of the trip, we were all just like, we all just hated each other, except yeah, for the kids of... that brought rain gear. Yeah, well, one of the kids, not Ace, um, brought enough rain gear so that I had clothes to wear. True, true. Um, that, I think... that, that kid, I think, is your brother-in-law now. It's right. hard to say. It it's hard be. to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it all worked out. Well, hopefully we've sold all you loyal DOP listeners on a canoe trip to the Boundary Waters. And if we have, just make sure you get the good uh, rain gear. All right, so it's time for hurrahs and huzzahs, Martin. You want to get started with the hurrah? Sure. So this is hurrah. It's for a good one. This is, you know, like a celebration. Right. Um, I want to give a hurrah out to all the real boxing fans out there. Mm. Um, you may or may not know, but uh, Saturday night, last Saturday night, Mike Tyson, um, who is, you know, 
a convicted rapist and really old, um, fought in some sort of like boxing match. And apparently people loved it. You have to be a real boxing fan to watch like a super old convict box somebody. Um, so kudos to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, apparently, you know, if you're in like a pretty good comedy and then you're in like two more sequels, which are way worse, you could commit any crime and people will forgive you. What country do you think this is, Martin? Canada? Uh, not anymore. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give my huzzah to uh, Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, a.k.a. Mr. Biscuit. Um, I wanted you to be successful, and of course, I'm going to be watching uh, the, well, we'll know the outcome of the Bears-Green Bay game by the time this episode drops and so i hope i'm eating my words when you hear this um and that mitch uh has pulled one out um and then stuck it back in and pulled it out again a biscuit Um, yep and hopefully he's you know made it happen um i hope so mitch because uh this is maybe a a preemptive huzzah and uh if i'm wrong then I'll never give you another huzzah, no matter how bad you play, which you will. Wow. Okay. And his nickname is Mix Biscuit? Mr. Biscuit. Oh. Oh, I misheard you. Mm-hmm. Or you might have misspoke. Nope, I didn't. Well, no one will ever know, because I'm editing this part out. Yeah, that's right. the only thing uh, you will do. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, we got we're getting real close up here to episode 33. We need a special guest. If you got one, let us know. And, you know, just be sure that you, you they're, they're really worth it because we are going to get them. We will get them. Oh, yeah. And they will be on the show. So we will. don't screw around. Get us your best recommendations. We're going to make it happen. We always do. This is the Duke of Pipso. We don't mess around here. All right. Well, get out your advent calendars, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great week, everybody.